Welcome. It's now time for Conversations on Real Life with your voices of reason. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Conversations on Real Life with your hosts, me, LJ Thomas, Matilda Hernandez, and Lady Essentials. Today we are talking about generational love. First of all, uh, ladies, what do you think generational love is? I know for me, it's um, love between family members. You know, your mom, you, um, your grandma, and how you express those feelings or emotions, affection. And then I can agree with you. Um, that's the way I see it as well. It's amongst family a close family, mom, kids, and your grandma. Yeah. Okay. The same. Okay, cool. Now, interesting for me, uh, I had this conversation with my daughter earlier this week, and we had, um, we were talking about in my family specifically, um, we're, well, I'm not, but some family members, women, are single parents. And because they had to be so tough and so hard raising their kids, they just basically neglected showing love. They didn't say it. They didn't, you know, some parents are nurturing and they show it by the things they do. You know, they hug you or whatever, you know, it wasn't, um, that kind of thing wasn't done. Like when I was a little girl growing up, that kind of thing wasn't done. I knew my mother had some affection for me. I don't remember her saying that she loved me. She probably did. I probably just don't remember it. But interestingly enough, when I had my kids, when they were little, I was determined to break that cycle. So because I felt like something had to be wrong with me. Have you guys had that? Absolutely. Your family's from South Carolina like mine. Yeah. And it really was a cultural thing. And I hate to go there, but it, a lot of it does stem from post-traumatic experience where our great-great-grandparents, mm -hmm. you know, to keep you in line, you may have gotten beaten, Yeah, you know? You don't even know how to express love to your family when everybody's all split up. Right. You might be on a plantation with somebody that you had to eventually create a family and not knowing how their upbringing was you raise these children and either you're really really cold and that kid is really really cold or that kid is what they wanted mm -hmm. like how you hear about some dads leave and sometimes that kid will be like his dad right and leave women with children or sometimes because his dad wasn't there it'll make him step up more right well uh, and and thanks for sharing um what you experienced um me coming on on the end would be my mom um she comes from dominican republic i remember going back let's say five six years old i did not see her show a lot of affection but she always cooked um she kept the house cleaned she showed the love and you know um, bringing us ice cream and but hugging she never hugged she never said I love you but going back I know she was going through a lot of emotional issues within herself um, not only that my sister was born with left palate so she was always in the hospital 
and she also experienced having mental health issues um, through her marriage. So that could have affected her. Uh, she's coming from another country to Miami. First, she left her parents. She was raised in a Catholic church. Everything was given to her to start her own life in Puerto Rico. Um, and then after that, coming to Florida. Husband's working. She's with three kids, daughters in the hospital. First, it was, yeah, three kids and her daughters in the hospital with pet, uh, Cliff Pilot. So honestly, yeah, I seen her run the household while my father worked, but she was never you know, hugging and kissing. I didn't see that. She had a lot on her plate. She had a lot on her plate, so... And you know, sometimes you hear a mom giving so much and doing so much. I won't say the excuse of not having time, but it doesn't even... You know, you look up and 10 years are gone and you haven't showed your children any affection. But if you've ever seen a kid who's in a single parent home and the parent works a lot, working in a school system, just pay attention. Sometimes when people go to hug those kids and they kind of jump mm -hmm. and flinch, like they're not used to it. They're not, not being to. touched. Yeah. No stimulation. Yeah. And because of that, also, I can hear my daughter Jasmine will say, well, you know, my mom, she's not very um, affectionate. And you're saying that kids will flinch when you touch them. But, you know, that's what they experience if that's not mm -hmm. given to them. Exactly. They don't know how to receive it or either they're looking for it in the wrong places. Right. Looking for love in all the wrong faces. That's what I call it. Y'all know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting to me because, like I said, I have a, a Jasmine, too, and we were talking about how um, in our family it's, it's so prevalent that nobody says anything about it and nobody even thinks about it. My grandmother is 91 years old. For generations. Exactly. My grandmother is 91 years old. So my grandmother, her daughter, which is my mother, and then me, and then I have a daughter who now has a son. So I was determined to not, to make sure I didn't treat my child the way I was treated. Now granted, my mom had it hard. She raised six kids by herself. She is a strong woman, you know, and you, you can't expect everybody to do everything right when it comes to parenting, but by far and large, everybody needs love. I don't care who you are. You need to know that you're loved. It's not about throwing money at it. It's not about how, you know, it's not material. Mm -hmm. Love is emotional. That's, you know, the touches, the hugs. Sometimes you just need to hear it. If my husband never told me that he loved me, how would I know? Just because you pay the bills doesn't mean that you love me. You live there too. <laughs> but even with your husband, you know, they say, Women are born with a different type of um, love mm -hmm. in terms of naturally. Men aren't. So when you find a man who shows you love, you know he received love yes. and was taught love from a woman. Yes. Exactly. And if he received it from a man, some man taught that, some woman taught that, that man, man how love. to love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you, you learn what you see mm -hmm. and you what you... 
it's it's really interesting to me how um and I can only talk about my family because <laughs> that's what I'm familiar with. It's really interesting to me how this is so prevalent in my family and nobody says anything about it. And so I always think about the fact that here my daughter Jasmine is going to be a mother soon. And I, I watch her talk to her stomach all the time, you know. But I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I think the reason why she's doing it is because she doesn't want to keep a cycle. And, and, and saying that about a cycle, see, my daughter, she's 27 now, but for a while she'll say the same thing she said. You know, it's just that um, I don't give them hugs and and she doesn't allow anybody to give her hugs. Really? Mm-hmm. But she's she's always saying, well, you know, let's hug and I'll hug her and I'll start with that. But it's like something. It's a block <laughs> and I've been praying and, and I it's... It's like well, I want to do it. it thing, I was gonna so say it feels unnatural. But I do everything for them. I get up and make sure their food is ready. I'll do anything. But it's like even my little sister, she's very emotional. She likes to hug me all the time. She says, "Come here, Blackie. You just don't want to give me. You don't want me to give you a hug because she calls me Blackie." And I'm like, "That's not true." But then I'll sit back and and watch, and I'm like, "You know what? It's because it's something that I've." seen for so long mm-hmm. and Jasmine can see it and she says we have to break that so we'll hug but then I'll fall back <laughs> you know I'll fall back really? interesting cause my Jasmine is just oh she is so touchy feely oh my god this child from day one she's like mommy I mean she's on my lap she's all the time touching and hugging so when I got diagnosed with MS and it literally hurt for me to be touched it broke her heart because she couldn't hug mommy she couldn't sit on mommy's lap she couldn't even play on mommy's hair because it was painful for me and so it really it really affected her and so I finally got that so I had to find other ways of compensating you know her sister is absolutely the complete opposite don't bother her don't touch her it's just but you know she's she's not like that with her son but I think their personalities naturally are different but it's it's just amazing to me how you can have the same parents grow up in the same house and for them their personalities they they are completely different in relationship to being touched me and my brothers and sisters there are six of us and we're all like, um, don't bother me. <laughs> I want to be That's touched. That's we all are for. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> I don't like to be touched. Nobody knows that hardly because I'm always the one to hug. But generally, I don't like being touched. <laughs> now, my grandmother, both of my grandmothers were best friends. Now, my grandmother's on on my father's side. You know, she's from the island. And her energy and what she radiates, when you come in her presence, you're going to give her a hug and a kiss. Mm-hmm. But whereas my grandmother, she doesn't have that inviting feeling. Mm-hmm. But one day she said something. We were all on the porch and everybody went in the house and my grandmother was still sitting out there. Me, It was me, my grandmother, my aunt. And she said to us, I noticed... Everybody that came on the porch hugged and kissed Yvonne. Don't nobody hug and kiss me. And it was just like, it was such a 
a still moment. Like, wait a minute. So she wanted this to is be. what you instilled, and now you see in firsthand mm-hmm. the reaction of it. But yes, yeah, she wanted. It. I, I don't think she mentally was paying attention to how she was um, coming off. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have a lot on our minds, mm-hmm. and as you know, back then they were busy doing different things, and that's not an excuse because. I don't wake up not saying I don't want to hug. I wake up automatically cook, clean, do the things you have to do. And to not say, oh, good morning. Uh, You know, I'll say good morning. How you doing? Y'all want something to eat? But I don't automatically go and say, let me give you a hug. Right. On the other hand, my sister does. say that. Not to cut you off with women. When you don't get to just be and you have to be the doer. You don't get to take a step back and do that because you're just doing, like you said, from the time you wake up, you hitting the ground, running. Not even paying attention. By the time you Mm -hmm. lay down, it's like, all right, my kids ate, they got clean clothes. That's love. That's your presentation. That's how you show it. And then even your kids take on a, oh, my mom, you know, she washed my clothes. That's love, Mm -hmm. like you said. Mm -hmm. But to to act, because I haven't been in the house with my son in three years. Mm -hmm. And me and his sisters, we pile up on the couch, we touch, but it got to the point where like we would see Makai, he would flint. So now every time he come over, we all just on him. <laughs> Get used to being touched. We know you're. I can you know, see his face. <laughs> yes, your dad works a lot, and men are not usually gonna be like, "Come here, son, give me a hug. I love you." Mm-hmm. I did that to Mari, and when I did try to give him a hug, he looked like, "What is this? This is new." Yeah, and um, you know, I said. This needs to be done more. Mm-hmm. But again, I wake up and I'm not thinking about automatically hugging. I'm just thinking about, okay, get up, do the things you have to do because it's a routine. And I don't think a lot of mothers or pa- you know parents in general are paying attention to that. As you said, if they're the doer, they're right. automatically doing things. They're not focused on that. So you have to st- take a step back and really look or have family conversation on the weekly. Right, and that's what are those things that you know we're missing? How can we change? How can we communicate more? And but you know, movie night, put the phone to the side and just talk. Start the communication. Just talk. That's a good point. As a matter of fact, we're gonna pause now and have a word from our sponsors, and then we're gonna come back and talk about how we can fix that problem of not having generational love. You're listening to Conversations on Real Life. Infinity's Dope, a natural skincare company with CBD. Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitiesdope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinity's Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your family. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekends. 770-912-4878. All in one cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to Conversations on Real Life with your host, LJ Thomas, Matilda Hernandez, and Lady Essentials. We're going to get back into this thing. 
generational love, lack of generational love. So I know what I think, what I did to kind of break the cycle in my family. Um, I made sure my poor kids, <laughs> I made sure that I told them that I love them every single day. Even if I was mad at them, they were working my last nerve. I just made sure I told them that I love them. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't always physically show it, but I would do little things like, um, for instance, we had um, situations where I wasn't working. So what I would do is I would take the kids to the farmer's market every Saturday. That was how they spent their allowance money. <laughs> so we would go to the farmer's market and they would pick out what it was that they wanted. I would give them the money here. You buy whatever you want, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't worried about it being bad because it was at the farmer's market. But then we would come home and make cookies from scratch every week. And that was my way of spending time with them. We got to have really good conversations, bonding and letting them know mommy loves you. You know, what would, what would you think? You could do Matilda. With me, um, I did a lot of traveling with them and, you know, uh, we bonded. But the affectionate part, till this day, I still try my best daily. Like I said, <laughs> I think I allow a lot of the disappointments and I fight myself about it. And it's just letting go of what they're doing and still show affection, still show affection. Let them know, not only saying that I, I love them, but actually allowing them to understand that me, you know, hugging them more. That needs to change. And, and like I said, I fight myself daily on that. Uh-huh. understand. understand. What about you, Donna? Because you got those two little cute girls. Yeah, for me, I mean, that's my biggest thing. I, I was a daydreamer. You know, I was the only child, but I was raised by my grandmother and my aunt, my young aunt, because my grandmother worked around the clock. Mm -hmm. She always had two jobs, always was a hustler. So, you know, just growing up and knowing the type of mom you want to be, the type of affection you want to display. But then even to the woman who raised me, being able to have a conversation with her about forgiveness and the type of parent you were doing your best at what you thought was right at that moment. And about two or three years ago, I would talk to my grandmother and she would just be ranting on and on about how everyone's treating her. She would be in the most, you know, bad mood. And I started saying, I love you, grandma. And I'm telling y'all, the first time I said it to her, you could just feel it. Like, it took her by surprise. Wow. Like, and then it came out, I love you too. So now when I say it, it's almost like she expects it because she doesn't hear it from everyone else because she never expressed it to them. And even though she never expressed it to me, I knew one day she was going in so bad on the phone mm -hmm. and I just said, Grandma, I love you. I got to talk to you later. <laughs> and just she froze. I love you too, okay. That's interesting. I just started saying that to her. I love you, Grandma. That's interesting. My 91 year old grandmother last year, we had a, um, a situation where they had to come and my grandma, my mom and my brother had to come and spend some time at our house. And my grandmother was in a, she is so honorary. Oh Lord. <laughs> but that's my girl. Though. <laughs> and I tease her all the time and I tell her she's such an honorary, mean old crotchety woman. <laughs> she needs to stop. But that's her personality. 
you know that's that's her personality now i understand why she's like that she was born during the depression she had a really hard life um and then living and growing up in south carolina in it was a hard life a very hard life so she was in the bathroom and she was having some problems and so i went in to help her and she just got so upset and i don't know what it was that upset her but she was crying and i told her i said grandma she was crying because she thought that my mother didn't love her and i said to her grandma do you understand that all my life i have thought that you don't love me that you don't like me and she said why and i mean she is bawling i mean straight out bawling crocodile tears and everything and i said grandma you have never ever said that you love me and even if you thought about saying it you never hugged me you never touched me you know you just you just never said it I remember when I was a little girl I used to sleep in bed with my grandma and I would roll over and get real close to her <laughs> because I wanted to be close to her and she to move over you know mm -hmm. get away from me move over I'm tired mm -hmm. okay fine. I roll over on my side of bed <laughs> you know mm -hmm. but she looked at me through the biggest tears but I love you so much and that's the first time I remember my grandmother saying that she loves me I just I, just, I had to stop because I had to cry <laughs> so so the two of us in the bathroom crying <laughs> but it was because we were expressing love something that hadn't been done pretty much all my life I was 51 years old that's the first time I ever remember my grandmother saying that she loved me and as a woman, that's something that I need to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, I could tell that she was sincere with it. So I needed to hear it. Um, but it said to me that this thing of not showing love during generations can be broken. Yeah. You and, know. and I think it can be, and not that I think, I know it, it, it can be broken. Um, what about the parents that are mentally ill mm -hmm. and not recognizing that they're not showing affection, but they're they're busy right? right as i said my mother was going through um her own mental issues um not only just that having a daughter that had a, a birth defect you know she didn't know a second language so she was just going through the motion of okay i'm in another country now you know i'm in the states and my family's not here they're very, she was very close to her family of mm -hmm. big culture shock and then here not knowing how to drive, you know, so I don't think it was intentional. And um, she just felt like she was just thrown into a meat grinder. She was lost. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're in Puerto Rico, you somewhere and you come here and you got a sink that eats your food up. Right. You look, I told her, you might. You might flip that switch and not know you like, mm -hmm. okay, what kind of world is this? Mm -hmm. And then your husband's in and out. Mm -hmm. You're still home with the kids. So mm -hmm. all you know is cleaning, cooking, watching the kids. Robot. A mm -hmm. robot. So again, when I start looking back and I'm like, wait a second. It's a cycle. It is a cycle. It is a cycle. And she didn't show the love, not that she didn't want to, but I know on Fridays, I know Friday she went to Baskin and Robin and we were like, okay, she's going to bring the ice cream. And she cooked and she took care of her kids. Mm -hmm. But was she hugging? Yeah. For me, 
you know, or most kids, like you said, especially when you're young and you see other kids who don't have their parent. So it's like as busy as your parent is, as much as you don't get affection or they don't tell you love them, you just like, I'm good. Cause I know for a fact what she's going through over there, her house or what mm-hmm. she doesn't have. And I'm going to be straight with this ice cream on Friday. <laughs> you know, I got clean clothes. Nobody's picking on me, calling me mm-hmm. dirty. I eat every night. You take on that love and it becomes normalcy. It's like, oh, yeah. oh everybody thinking about that? Like, yeah. oh, I got clean clothes. Right. You know? I got everything I need. I'm good. I didn't think about it, but Mimi did. My sister, oh. she did. That affected her. So growing up, you know, as I watch her raise her kids, she's very loving. Ah. They say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Very respectful. Mr. Willis is very affectionate. But she still has the noise that my mom has. So you can be affectionate, but you're noisy. Ah. Yeah. Right. Yes. My aunt, when I went home, I noticed that my aunt is loud. You grew up in Jersey. You know, they curse a lot. A lot of them have sell or talk. But at the same sense, I seen her go in the kitchen to her 17-year-old son. Give me a hug. Give mommy a kiss. And as cool as he think he is, and he's a twin, so he's really feeling himself. (laughs) So to hear her one moment curse him out, I'm not giving you no money. You better not be late for work because you lose that job. That's your You hear all that. But then to still see her by the end of the night, he's coming in the house. She's like, what's up, baby? Give me a hug. You don't want to kiss mommy? And it's like as cool as he's trying to be, boys need that. They do. They do. Boys need that. I think yes. my brothers missed that because, like I said, my mom was a single mother. There were people who tried to take up the slack for my absentee father. It wasn't the same because you're not there in the household. Yes. It's not the same. So... I mean, yeah, they had some male role models, but it was it wasn't constant. And because it wasn't constant, they now one of them shows no emotion, almost like a sociopath. (laughs) The other one, he shows emotion and spells. But when he loves you, he loves you. He will let you know because he'll walk by and hit you. But (laughs) but he's a brother. You know, that's what they do. But it's interesting how. That's how the boys are, but the girls, there are four girls, and out of the four of us, I think I'm the one who shows the most emotion. And although I have another sister who has children, she don't show emotion to her kids. Yes. She, she not. I mean, she's really, she's really tough. She's really tough. That's that's my sister. She's very mm-hmm. tough. My other sister's very tough, but her way of showing love is taking them out, doing fun stuff, doing everything for them, which again, you know, it's two different things, like how you mm-hmm. said, you know, buying them and affection is totally different because you're screaming at them right. and cursing them, cursing them out or being aggressive versus you're showing love and being passionate with them or, you know, say, hey baby, how was your day? It's it, It'll confuse them. It'll confuse them. Because oh, yeah. so. I'm tough on my kids too. Because that's how my grandmother raised me, tough love. But it's not to the sense where 
I'm trying to control you. I want to, I'm not saying my grandmother emasculated me, but I'm not trying to tear you down. Mm -hmm. I just want you to have structure. I don't want you to be grown. I want you to have the essence of a young lady like my grandmother raised me. There was a lot of things I didn't understand, but because she was raised in the South, she kind of was giving me that Southern Belle sense. So even though we were in the hood, you know, even the way she dressed me was like, <laughs> that wasn't what everyone else was wearing. But the teachers would, you know, like, okay, your grandmother, she, you know, she, she old school. Skirt. She had the skirt. Yeah. You to wear the other yeah, the skirt. Yeah. 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 The, the cover up with you the can. turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that was her thing. So for my girls, I don't want to be so smothering on them like where I was being smothered. So I would sneak and do things because my grandmother was like too strict like oh you ain't going over there hold the basket you know it was just like dang like i'm a kid i just want to go to a basketball game Mm -hmm. so i don't want to be smothering to my girls where they have no outlet they can't be themselves oh but if you see that eyebrow go up i'm Mm -hmm. gonna beat you you know i'm serious right see with my kids um i I didn't have to scream at them because my mom did that so i think i got more aggressive with them after 18. You know, because I'm like, wait a second, you're an adult. Now yeah. you're you're disrespectful when you know the rules. But all I had to do was really look at them and just you know look at them with a look, mm-hmm. and that was it. Because I didn't want to bring that noise, but I still wasn't affectionate. But we had fun. They knew every Friday we was going somewhere. We were traveling and fun, but the affectionate part, that's the lack, and I want to break that. Yeah, and you can start. It's never too late. It's, it's never, never too late. I just have to disconnect. Mama. I just have to disconnect know, the disappointments because right. that's what's blocking it. You know, I get yeah. disappointed and then I'm, I'm mad again. So yeah. I'm working on that. It's, it's, We're all working on it because now it's needed. Even though my kids are thirty and thirty-two, <laughs> so my kids are grown and have kids of their own, and it's ironic how their kids are so affectionate to me but it's because my kids are so affectionate so I did something right somewhere I don't know where it was I know I missed giving them the physical affection because I missed getting it and it bothered it's always bothered me that I couldn't hug them and though it was a medical reason that still doesn't negate the fact that I wanted to do it so now I think a quick fix for generational love I won't say a quick fix an mm-hmm. important fix could be forgiveness yes, yes. self and the person who yes. raised you and having a conversation yes. you know what I felt resentment because I didn't feel love for you but I need affection from you forgiveness is everything and I think that is one of the best way to bring it back and we got this right so forgiving right, and yeah. just loving and yep. that's what we're going to tell breaking everyone breaking the chain breaking it by forgiveness each other uncomfortable in love I agree okay thank you all so much for joining us here on Conversations on Real Life with LJ Thomas Matilda Hernandez Lady Essentials until next time we'll be talking with you bye 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 bye